0: Hey, it's Kevin Monroe, and I want to welcome you to this episode, episode 76 of the Higher Purpose Podcast. Now, if you're listening sequentially and pretty close to release, this is the second week of 2019. Man, the year's rocking right along already. Last episode or last week, depending on when you're listening, I shared seven hopes that I have for you. And I just want to talk about hope a minute. Hope is such a powerful concept, and it's what I'm grateful for. The gratitude moment I'm starting with is grateful for hope. Now, I realize there are people who say hope is not a strategy, and I get that. But I don't want a strategy or a world without hope. What fun would that be? So I want to invite you to pause for a moment and think of something for which you're grateful right now. I'll wait three seconds. All right. Hopefully you got it. I want to encourage you to keep growing your gratitude practice. So today, in this episode, it's another solo episode Here's where we're kicking the year off. I want to use some new language, new to me, as we're exploring this idea of purpose. The concepts aren't new, just some new language, new packaging around it. It's one that's been swirling around in my mind and marinating since mid-November. Actually, it was November 16th. I know that because I made a note in my journal about this idea, and I've been letting it back-channel for several weeks now, just marinate and refine, thinking about it. in a few personal conversations, I'm sharing it now to begin socializing the concept. In case you haven't noticed, and you probably have if you've been listening a while, I'm a verbal processor, and talking ideas out loud with you is one way they take shape in my mind. And I love it when you respond to my thinking out loud and let me know what resonates with you or what's dissonant or disconnected for you. That helps me refine an idea and shape it more fully the next time I share it. And one of the ideas that I share a little later today is one I floated to the Higher Purpose community on Facebook last week and got some feedback on it. So thanks, Chell, for sharing your feedback. Now, another reason we're having this conversation now is that so many of you are asking questions that I hope this episode helps address for you. This comes out of conversations, and there are plenty of them in person, online. I know that many of you are in transition. Now, that may have been a planned transition, or it may be a surprise transition, but you're in transition. And transitions are one of those times where you get introspective. You're looking within and you're retrospective, looking back to gain perspective as you look around to get your bearings and determine the best next steps you want or need to take. This is also a time of year when many people are pondering purpose, whether it's part of your New Year's resolution, whether it's part of a goal, whether it's just part of an intention. So here's a conversation from a friend, Eric Jones. He's another person that I met through Mike Kim. I've talked about Mike several times, but in episode 75, I talked about Mike being part of the waves and ripples. And that was hope number four that I talked about last week, riding the waves and making ripples. So Mike has been part of that in my life, and that's how I met Eric Jones. Well, Eric posted this, and I reached out to Eric to make sure I had permission to share. I don't share things this personal without your permission, but I love it when you allow me to share this because, hey, somebody else is thinking this similar thought, Eric. I know it. So here's what Eric wrote. I'm going to read it to you, then I'm going to elaborate a little bit. These are Eric's words. I sat down at Starbucks two hours ago, intending to work on my website. And instead, I've made a discovery that's going to change my 2019 and possibly the rest of my life. It's certainly going to make me happier. I've spent the last few years trying to build a business that I'm not gung-ho, fully committed to, and I need to stop. My problem is, that i don't know my purpose and consequently i'm not convinced that this is my in quotations thing the result is that i've felt i've had one foot on each of two rafts and i've spent so much time trying to maintain my balance that i haven't been able to concentrate on getting down the river this feeling has caused me to resist building my business which has made me feel guilty and consequently frustrated this has created a stressful and unhappy life. This unhappiness has manifested itself in snippiness. It's easy to find the flaws in everyone and everything around me if I'm unhappy. This way I can blame all of these things for my unhappiness. Even the simple joys of life are seen through the lens of, well, it would be better if... Everything around me has become a disappointment because it's being viewed from this perspective. Nothing is good enough. Consequently, I'm not living in the flow of life. I have moments of flow, but it's been impossible to maintain constant flow because of my self-imposed guilt, frustration, and unhappiness. But all of that is about to change. Thank you for allowing me to share that, Eric. I want to unpack some of this because I believe as I read that, some of you are thinking, oh my gosh, he just read my mail. I could have written that. Maybe I did write that. Did you see my post? So, but I want to say, Eric, I do believe it's going to change. And Eric and I have been in conversation and I have seen other conversations Eric's having and there are a couple of other thoughts I want to pick up later. But man, have you ever felt this, that trying to balance, having one foot on two rafts and spent so much time trying to maintain balance that you're not getting anywhere. That's one that I can relate to and I'm sure several of you can relate to. And this idea of frustration, I know there are so many people dealing with guilt and frustration that's created stress and unhappiness in your life. And when we are unhappy, It sneaks out in snippiness or, you know, maybe it's sarcasm or maybe it is anger, whatever it is for you. Everything around me has become a disappointment because it's viewed from this perspective, not living in the flow of life, having moments of flow, but not maintaining flow. So, folks, if that's you, stay tuned, because like Eric, I believe this can change and I believe this is a year that it will change. So what I want to share with you based on this, I want to talk about the purpose package is the language that I've been noodling on. And it's a bit of a double meaning, you know, kind of that double entendre thing here. So let me unpack the two sides of this. One, I believe the purpose package refers to both the way purpose arrives in your life. And it's a gift. Purpose is a gift you've received it's also a gift that you have to share with others. So there's that double meaning of the gift. So there's this aspect with that where purpose is to be discovered, explored, and understood. And we're going to talk about that in just a moment. The other side or the other double meaning of this purpose package speaks to the benefits you receive individually or corporately if you choose to embrace and express purpose in and through your business as well as your life. And at one point, I thought I was going to be able to talk about both of these in this episode, but I recognize as I got into the planning of this, we're going to talk about this at the personal level today. Some other episode, I'll come back and I'll talk about the corporate version or the business version of the purpose package. So I want to talk about this, this discovered, explored, understood, and then how purpose is expressed and applied and the benefits you and I receive from living a life of purpose. Now, before we get into this, the discovery exploration, I want to share a small footnote. My wife, Gwen, at Christmas time, and she even said this this year, she loves seeing the delight of others opening gifts, opening gifts that she put a lot of thought into making or buying for them and just loves seeing their joy and delight when they open their gifts. I think that same thing happens for us when we think of it as the purpose package. That I find great joy in seeing people unwrap and open their purpose package. So I want to pause a moment and encourage you, remind you to take joy in the search. I've seen so many posts in the you know the week leading up to the new year, and then these few days that we're into the new year, people talking about the search and their frustration with the search, or their fulfillment with the search, or whatever it is, talking about the search. I just want to remind you, it is a journey. Living a life of purpose is a journey. I want to remind you and encourage you to enjoy the journey. Don't rush to the destination. And remember The destination of discovery, if that's how you're thinking of it, that it is a destination, it's really not. It's just the beginning. And so in this – now, I want to – I was reminded of this. This is a quotation from the mystic monk Thomas Merton that encourages me at several points. So I want to share this. From Thomas Merton, because for some of you who are in that sense of frustration at the moment, I think there is a line of encouragement or even relief in this. So here's what Merton wrote. My Lord God, I have no idea where I am going. I do not see the road ahead of me. I cannot know for certain where it will lead, nor do I really know myself. And the fact that I think I am following your will does not mean that I'm actually doing so. But I believe the desire to please you does, in fact, please you. And I hope I have that desire in all that I am doing. Whether you're a person of faith or not, don't get hung up on what Merton said here about knowing your will or following your will, because I think the same thing applies to purpose. It's not that you know yourself and the fact that you think you're following your purpose or living out your purpose may not mean that you're actually doing so. But I do believe the desire to find, follow, and fulfill your purpose is a great desire and that you find great joy just in that desire. And I do believe that the search for purpose is a purposeful search, and it pleases our Creator. If you've read the Purpose Manifesto that I wrote a couple of years ago. In it, I quoted Solomon. Anytime I'm asked, where does purpose come from? I think about Solomon. Solomon, you know, regarded as the wisest man who ever lived, said, God set eternity in the hearts of men. I believe that is the root of purpose in our lives, that the longing for purpose is how you and I respond to having eternity planted in our hearts. So going back, enjoy the journey and recognize that the destination is not the destination that you may think of as end of the journey. The destination in the life of purpose is the doorway. And once you find the door and unlock it, it's as our friend Nick Craig, author of Leading with Purpose and guest on episode 56 said, the goal is to live and lead out of your room of purpose as much as possible. All right, so back to this discovery. I want to talk about you as a purpose package and talk about discovering, exploring, unpacking, understanding your gift. Now, what I'm about to share here, it's nothing new. There's some different thoughts I'm sharing, some new insights, fresh insights like this first one. But it's worth discussing again and exploring again, expanding these thoughts, especially here at the beginning of a new year. So the first thought is that purpose for you and me. And I'm including myself in here. For you and me, purpose is like a Russian nesting doll, matryoshka, is how the Russians, I think is how they say it, matryoshka. It's, you know, one doll inside of another. You find something And then that's some facet of your purpose. And as you begin spending time with it, all of a sudden you realize there's another doll or another dimension of purpose inside that. Purpose is multifaceted. It's multidimensional. So when you discover something, don't just stop there. Take it a little further. Spend a little more time in your thought process, whatever that is, journaling, discussion, and go deeper with it. So just realize that you and me are like these Russian nested dolls with our purpose. There's just multiple layers, kind of like the layers of an onion. So the first area to look at is your gifts, talents, and abilities. And if this is an area that really intrigues you, You might want to go back to episode 12. This was very early days of the Higher Purpose podcast. I had a conversation exclusively about gifting with Tom Winninger. And the name of that episode was The Truth About Gifting. And it was based on a book that Tom had written, came out last year or year before last now, Your True DNA. But I want to make this statement. Everyone is gifted. And everyone is gifted in some unique way. And yes, that means everyone, including you. Now, I know some of you or maybe one of you listening has had that moment, had that thought that you think you're not gifted. You think everyone else is gifted, but not you. No, you are gifted. We all are. Now, here's the problem with gifting. Most of us don't or can't recognize it in ourselves. What you are gifted to do, and and these were the words I heard Tom Winninger say seven years ago now that just, you know, awakened me to this. What you are gifted to do, you don't recognize. It comes so naturally and easily to you that you can't see it. You can't deconstruct it. You can't explain it. You don't think anything of it because you just do it naturally, whatever that is. And at the same time, you think anybody, and maybe you even think everybody can do it. I got to tell you, that's just not true. Now, just because something comes so easily to you, you think everybody can do it, and therefore you end up either overlooking it or devaluing it. So Let me unpack this a little more and and give you some pointers here. First off, I've, I've come to recognize, and this is a newer thought, that gifting is something you identify easier in community and conversation with those closest to you. What do you mean, Kevin? Well, I'm glad you asked. Here's what I want to suggest is that you ask people, what is it that they see you doing effortlessly that they wish they could do? Seriously, some of you are thinking, I just know it. Really, Kevin? You ask somebody that? Yeah. Send them an email or sit down with them and ask them, what do you see me do that makes you wonder, how does she or he do that? It just seems so easy to you. Now, if this seems awkward to you, and I'm telling you, folks, I've done this several times, several different points in my life as parts of programs or just part of a discovery. I've asked people. And some of you have received some of those emails where I said, hey, what is it that you see me do that I just do easily and you think, wow. One way, in one program I was in it, the question was, ask people, what do you do that amazes them? Now, some of you go, wow, I could never ask somebody what I do that amazes them. but. Just ask. Now, if you're uncomfortable doing it, here's what I would suggest is send them an email or start a conversation and tell them what it is that you see them do so effortlessly and then ask them if they'll help you with that in you. Let me illustrate this. Earlier this week, I was in a conversation with my friend Michael Hudson. We were talking about the Servant Leader Book Club that I'm in the process of launching. Some of you have heard about that. If you haven't, I'd love to Share that with you. But we were talking about this and how I've designed that around gifts that I've come to understand and appreciate in the past couple of years. And the gifts that specifically are the gifts of connection. I recognize that through the years, I've developed a lot of relationships with thought leaders and authors of books about servant leadership. And I thought, wow, why don't I invite them to come to a conversation where they share with people who are reading their book and interested about their book about their insights about the book. So it's not just always me taking you through a conversation about the book. Once a quarter or so, we're gonna have guests and they're people that wrote the books themselves and several of them have already committed to participate. Well, we're talking about that, how that's a gift. And Michael, out of the blue, he said, Oh, well, I thought the gift you were going to talk about was the way you can remember whatever it is you read, and how you can access ideas from books, and you remember almost the, the verbatim, and how that blows me away. And as he said that, I'm like, huh? Seriously? You know, it's something I don't think about that much. And I think, gosh, doesn't everybody do that? Well, honestly, no, they don't. But folks, I'm only saying this to illustrate that's how it is with gifting. Just because something comes easily or naturally to you, it's easy to overlook that. And you go, oh, so that's this whole idea. So get on this process to have someone help you unpack and discover what your gifts are. There's some other assessments you can take, but I'm much more a fan of just learning it from your friends and people that you're in relationship with. So besides gifts, talents, and abilities, another thing, another aspect, let me use formal language here, another aspect, another element of purpose. Now, your life experiences. Now, I realize as I'm going to talk about this that some of you are thinking, really? I don't see that as a gift. Now, whether you view it as a gift or not, it's part of the package. It's part of your purpose package. It's part of your journey. So what I want to invite you to do, if you've never done this before, if it's been a while since you've done this, is take some time and reflect on your life and map the milestones of your life journey. And we're going to include a milestones journey map in the show notes. This is a simple page, you know, you just draw a line across the page. The instructions that are on the second page of the handout are what might be helpful to you. So depending on your age, when I'm working with people, it may be easier to segment your life by decades or chapters. If you think of your life as a book, you know, here were the early days or the first chapters, and then here were the middle part of the book, wherever you're at in life. And then you kind of write a short description for each of those major milestone events. Oh, there's a line right down the middle of the page on the horizontal, right in the middle. So some of these go above the line, and some of these go below the line. Because, yes, in all of our lives, we've had high points and we've had low points. So you kind of, you know, think about this on a 10-point scale, and you draw, you map your milestone events and where they were. You know, was it a little bump in the road, or was it a major milestone, both from the accomplishments, the things you're celebrating, as well as the setbacks you've encountered. So these are things, you know, depending on your life. If you lost a loved one early in life, if you lost a mom or a dad, or if you're a parent, you've lost a child, those are Definitely, usually 10 point on the low moments of life. And then other things, you know, birth of children, marriage, accomplishments, those are things that are on the high points. So you start thinking about what are the significant milestone events of your life? What are the things you're proud of? When were you happiest? When have you been most discouraged or disappointed? And then, you know, after you map that out, you begin to look at that. And I invite people to think of three types of moments as you're looking at your life experiences. These are the defining moments. Those are moments that set you on a course or perhaps affected or changed the trajectory of your life for good or bad. And we've all had defining moments. You know, receiving a scholarship, getting to go to college or getting to go to the college of your choice that you never thought was possible. Getting married, becoming a parent. Illness, tragedy, all of those are defining moments. Refining moments are what I now think of more as crucible moments. These are those moments that are really difficult in life, and we've all had those as well. It could be a significant change. It could involve some kind of loss, getting fired from a job, changing careers, divorce, death of a loved one realize that the hardships you've encountered and come through are part of the package and some of the greatest gems you have to share with others. Think of it as gold refined by the fire or diamonds, the coal that comes out as diamonds through pressure. So those are crucible moments and you have the ability to comfort or encourage others with the lessons you learned going through crucible moments when they are in similar crucible moments. And then there's this third one that I think of as confining moments. These are unique and far more rare than defining or refining moments. It's what Brene Brown labeled in her book, Dare to Lead, as creativity scars. This could be when someone said, you don't have that ability. Or something, you know, harsh words from a parent that you're no good and you never will be. You'll never amount to anything. If you've heard that, those are more than defining moments and those are more than refining or crucible moments. Those are confining moments because they seek to seal up the gift that's in you and close off you from others and the life that's within you. So if you've had confining moments, you really have to deal with those. I have some of those that were creativity scars, and I promised in a previous episode that I'm going to talk about the freedom I got from one of those creativity scars, and I'll do that in an upcoming episode. So your life experiences, map these out because this helps you understand, you know, your gift and talents and abilities, that's unique. And Now, others may have similar gifts of talents and abilities to what you have, but when you bring your personality and then your life journey experiences and perspectives, that allows you to make a unique contribution with your gift that others, even though they had the same gift, could not make the same contribution with their gift the way you make it. The next area that I want to talk about, part of the purpose package, is your joy and your genius. Your joy and your genius. Now, joy, I mean, this is real simple. What gives you delight? Other people may use the word passion. What are you doing that you are most passionate about doing? What are you doing when you just lose your sense of time and you just kind of time stand still? That's joy. Those are things that give you joy. So be aware of what gives you joy because your purpose is tied to that. And also be aware of genius. This is an idea, one of those new ideas that I started floating a couple of weeks ago and just sharing this and getting some feedback on it. You know, Gay Hendricks wrote a book, The Big Leap. I love the book. And in it, he talks about the zone of genius. And then he had a new book that he released in 2018 called The Joy of Genius. So there's both joy and genius in the same book title there. Gifting to me, as I understand this, gifting is the gateway to genius. Now, I talked about gifting just a moment ago. So let me make a distinction here because you can be gifted and you can have gifting, which I believe every one of you listening does. It doesn't mean that you're getting to use it or that you've understood your gifting to where you are able to use it. But genius – here's how I understand genius. Genius is putting your gifting to work. And spending as much time as possible doing what you are most gifted to do. When you're doing that, that is flow. That is genius. And if you're anything like me, and I think you probably are, that produces joy and gives you great delight when you are able to tap into your gifting and put it to productive use. That's genius. So, joy and genius are other aspects of the purpose package. And then, You know, I almost didn't include this one, but I can't not talk about this just very briefly. Your values. This gets into your personality, how you're wired, and what matters most to you. And many people want to overlook this part of the purpose package and not really think that it's that important, but it's important to both individuals and organizations. So let me just a moment, real quick here. You're gifted. And you may be using your gift in your job, being able to do tap into genius, what I was just talking about. But if you're having to compromise your values in the process, you're not living in flow. You're actually living in frustration because there's an inner conflict and a turmoil that's going on. So it's really important that every one of You, us, me included, understand, know what matters most to us. What are our three to five most important values and what they look like in action? You know, and for me, I mean, I have to tell you, I'm a family guy, always have been. And when our kids were young, when our kids were at home, having family dinner was a priority. I can remember being interviewed for a job, and this was after the the first startup I was part of, after it failed you know, this is a desperate point in life. I remember to this day these exact words. I was the finalist for a job. It was a job I would have loved to have had. But I remember the way the guy asked the question. And the recruiter had told me I was a finalist for the job. I knew I had the job, had one more interview. And in that interview, now this was back in the day, early 2000s, wireless data was not what it is today, but it was beginning to be what it was. And this guy said to me, he said, Kevin, As the vice president of wireless data, don't you think you should be the first one in and the last one out of the office every day? Now, folks, you know, you understand this. You're smart people. You understand that the answer to that question was embedded in the question. That was not a no, I don't think so answer. That was, oh, of course I do. I remember I paused and I responded and I said, you know, I'll always be the first one in the office. I'm a morning person, early riser, live in a big metropolitan area, Atlanta. To beat traffic, you go in early. I said, but having dinner with my family is a priority, and I will leave the office in time to have dinner, but I'll be the last person working. After dinner, after we put the kids to bed, I'll log back on because that's the joy of wireless data. Well, it didn't work out for me. I didn't get that job. But that's where it was important to know what matters most and never sacrifice what matters most for what's convenient. So those are the aspects. How do you find your purpose package, you as a purpose package? Look at your gifts, talents, and abilities, your life experiences. I didn't go into this at a deep level this time, but your personality. That's part of it. Your joy, your genius, your values, all of those are parts of you as the purpose package. Now, before we wrap up, I want to talk about the other, you know, I talked about the double meaning of the purpose package. One is you as a purpose package, and then I want to spend a couple of minutes talking about your purpose package before we conclude this conversation. So your purpose package is what you have to share with others and the benefits, the perks of you sharing your purpose with others. So let's go into this first. Your purpose, what you have to share with others. You know, I believe that shining your light, it inspires and invites others to do the same. And the moment I started thinking about this, I was reminded of the poem I shared in the last episode, Our Deepest Fear by Marianne Williamson. I won't share the whole thing, just these couple of lines. And as we let our light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we're liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. So when you are aware, you've discovered, and you're living in your purpose, your purpose package inspires and encourages and invites others to do the same. Now I want to go back to Eric from earlier in the podcast and pick up something else that Eric said. A friend responded to his post, and this was what his friend wrote. Love this, Eric. You got me thinking about my own life. Hey, folks, that's what living on and living with purpose does. It illuminates. It lights the way for others. So part of your purpose package is being a luminary for others. So I want to encourage you, don't hide your light. Shine it in your gift. Oh, my gosh. Once you understand your gift and begin to unpack your gift, that benefits others in so many ways. All I want to say right now is folks are waiting. People are waiting for you to share your gift so they benefit from your sharing it and you experience the joy of sharing it. Now, quickly about the benefits of purpose, the perks. You know, remember what I said earlier, that discovering your purpose is the doorway. It's not the destination. And as Nick Craig put it, spending as much time as you can living and leading from the room of purpose, that leads to joy. So one of the big perks of the purpose package is living in joy and just knowing the joy of living your purpose, experiencing flow. You know, Eric mentioned that in his in the post that I mentioned in the opening. He mentioned not experiencing flow regularly, just having moments of it. So experiencing flow and flow moments more often is a benefit of the purpose package. Another benefit that I love, peace, experiencing harmony, being living in rhythm with who you were created to be and doing what you were created to do. That's rhythm and harmony and that leads to peace. Then there's this idea, you know, of just satisfaction and fulfillment that you find when you're living out your purpose. Now, I say all of that, and I've got to say there's another benefit here Lest you think, you know, talking about the satisfaction, fulfillment, joy, flow, lest you think it's all rainbows and unicorns, let me say something else. Two aspects here. One, tapping into purpose helps you persevere through the tough times because it does. And secondly, what if your purpose is making right something that's wrong with the world, correcting an injustice in the world? Living out your purpose can be quite uncomfortable, but even in that, you know great joy and you know great fulfillment because you know, writing that wrong, as many sacrifices as you might be required to make, you wouldn't want to live any other kind of life than living that life that is fulfilling your purpose. So this fulfillment isn't all rainbows and unicorns, but it is living out what you were put on the planet to do. So as I mentioned earlier, in another episode, I'll come back and I'll unpack the company version of the purpose package. So for now, I want to encourage you on your journey. My hope for you is that you are awakened to purpose, that you awake every day to purposeful living every day of this year. I want to remind you to enjoy the journey. Share it with others. Here's how Eric concluded that epic post I mentioned earlier. He said, if any of you, and I'm reading from Eric now, if any of my above discovery rings true for you, I challenge you to commit time this year to discovering your purpose. This will put you in a position to fully commit to sharing your gifts with the world. A journey of self-discovery like this is generally more fun and often more productive with company. So if you're interested in joining me on this adventure, let me know. Hey, man, Eric, this spot on, buddy, spot on. You know, the way I say it, purpose is better together, or the phrase you hear me say a lot, purpose thrives in community, yet starves in isolation. So Eric's words, the way he concluded his post is a great way to conclude this conversation. I challenge you to commit time to discovering your purpose, to unwrapping your purpose package so that you can share it with others and know the joy of doing that. Hey, until next time, I want to encourage you to live, love, and lead with purpose. Thanks for allowing me to share this time with you. Be awesome today. If you're a leader who is or wants to be entrusted with the transformation of your team, join Kevin and six other leaders for a year-long journey of transformation that will help you release your brilliance and help others to do the same. Email Kevin at kevindemonroe.com to begin the application process.